Helping Hand podcast. My name's Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Good morning. Today I'm talking to Louise Day from Louise Day Speech and Language Therapy. Louise has been qualified speech and language therapist for seven years. She specialises in supporting children with autism and learning disabilities and their families. She's also a mum of two. Louise, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I see you do quite a lot of different things and have some experience in um, speech and language, but um, I'm really excited that you're going to talk to us about early interaction therapy because that's not something I've come across. Do you want to start by um, saying hello and giving us a bit of your history? Yeah, hi, I'm Louise. Um, I'm a speech and language therapist and a mum of two. Um, and I got into speech and language therapy because I worked with my mum, um, who is a nursery nurse and works with young children. And I used to go into our nursery and um, I used to just observe her and I was really interested in how she interacted with the children. Um, and I picked up some sign language and I really enjoyed working with children with communication needs and autism within the nursery. Um, so I would just like play alongside them and it was my aim really at such a young age like eight years old to try and kind of um, support them to communicate and to try and engage them and I was just really really drawn to that and felt like me and the child got a great reward out of getting that connection so then my mum said why don't you train to be a speech therapist um, which I did when I was 18 um, I studied for four years at university um, and alongside that, I'd worked for many years since about the age of 16, um, right up until graduating as a carer for children with autism, um, additional needs, learning disability, Down syndrome. Um, so I had like, a really broad spectrum of experience and really enjoyed supporting kids, taking them out in the community and, um, you know, just playing with them and, and having that experience, being part of their family, really. Um, in many ways um, and then I went on to work in the NHS for a few years as a speech and language therapist um, in special schools so I think I did that for about five years um, and then just decided I want to kind of tailor like my own small service for families in the community and um, so decided to take my services private. Okay so what different what services do you offer just now? I offer um, in-home assessments within Edinburgh. Um, so I go to the client's home and I will um, you know, play with your child and find out about um, you know, what your child likes, what they don't like, how they communicate, um, how they understand things. I find out about like attention and listening and just really about what um, needs the child has, things that the parents may be struggling with or concerned about. Um, I can offer sort of online consultations as well, where I chat through difficulties with parents or, um, you know, how to make a plan with their child. Um, so that, that's another service I offer. And then in-home therapy sessions as well, where we can focus on whatever that child needs, um, be it early interaction therapy, or it might be working with an alternative communication means like signing or using an iPad. Um, you know, there's lots of tools out there that can be used to support children who find it difficult to speak or um, speak, but are quite hard to understand. And um, so, yeah, that's the kind of services I offer. I do also do some training for nurseries and for parents and um, professionals on all sorts of topics around communication, um, quite tailored 
to what that person needs really. Okay, so tell us more about early interaction therapy. Yeah, so early interaction therapy is basically, uh, it's not a published um, therapy, it's just an eclectic sort of mix of lots of different types of therapies. And it's suitable for children who are maybe non-speakers, um, so they're not using words as their main means to communicate. They could be quite young, they could be, you know, a toddler stage, two, three, but they might actually be quite, they might be older and they might um, be non-speaking and, you know, as, as they go on through their life, it becomes apparent that they're not always going to use words as their primary means. Um, they might be autistic or have a learning disability, or it might be that they're just a bit of a late talker, um, that they're, they've maybe got to like two years old and they're still not using words as, as a means to communicate. So they might need some support with their interaction skills. Um, and what it's really all about is getting that connection with the child. So not only will I work with the child um, in their home or it could be outdoors in a, in a setting that they enjoy in the park um, or in, at the beach. It's, you know, it's about forming that connection, really kind of getting down to their level and um, finding out what their interests are. But it's also supporting the parent to form that really strong connection with the child. Because, you know, that's what communication is all about. It's about connecting with somebody, you know, about sharing enjoyment and sharing information. What's the youngest you can work with and the oldest you work with? I would work with a child probably from about 18 months. Um, I think at that stage, it can be really, really useful. Um, you know, early intervention, there's a lot of strong evidence behind that. And, you know, I've noticed parents coming to me more and more with younger children. Um, you know, they're not waiting until child goes to nursery at three or to school. They're, they're coming to me at like 18 months saying like, look, I'm really struggling here. And I just feel like, you know, having a professional involved might just give my child that support and that kind of early foundation that they need. And then I can work right up to the age of 18. Um, I tend to stay within the children and young people um, category and um, that's that's where I have the most experience um, but this interaction therapy can be really useful for adults as well and um, with disabilities so yeah it's quite a broad um, range but um, they and they, and as much as the people might present quite differently everybody's individual um, typically they probably will be non-speaking um, or not having not have a lot of words um, so it's looking at ways that they can communicate using um, their body language their facial expression looking at the importance of non-verbal communication, um, you know, if they're using gestures or pointing or signing, um, and it's really kind of getting in at that stage because there are a lot of things that um, parents are very, very tuned into their children, but at times there are subtle ways that people are communicating that it just maybe takes a professional to kind of unpick some of those subtleties um, and observe and sort of step back and see, you know, are they asking, is, is this child asking for things or are they um, expressing pain or are they um, protesting? Are they saying, no, I don't want this? Um, you know, and how can we look at all these different ways, all these means and reasons that a child communicates um, and how can we kind of promote these a bit more um, and also kind of highlight to people, these are the ways that this child communicates so that people are aware, um, yeah. Can you give us an idea of what a programme would look like? I understand it will be different. You've said everybody's individual, but 
just an idea of what it might look like from first contact through to completion? Yeah. So first contact, sometimes a parent will email me or phone me and we'll have a discussion about what, you know, some basic details about the child, what the parent's concerned about, um, what, the, what the child's doing well and what they might need some support with. And then if I find that, you know, it would be really helpful for them, for them to have that support, then I'll visit at home generally um, and I'll spend some time talking to the parent a bit more in detail, getting some more information about maybe developmental history. Um, did they say words? Has there been a bit of progression went on where they've kind of lost some of the skills that they had? Um, you know, what, what environments are they communicating in? Is it nursery? Are they at school? Or, you know, where, whereabouts? Um, and then I'll just spend some time getting to know the child, which, you know, can take up to an hour just to really allow that child to accept you in their environment, um, to get comfortable with you. You know, it's all about safety and I'm not for like forcing a child to interact. It has to be quite natural, um, you know, waiting for signals from them. Um, so I will often join in the child, what they're doing. Um, recently, I was like running about in a garden with a child, just kind of copying them, allowing them to follow my lead. Um, which was really fun and you know it's just all about following that child's interest and lead not kind of trying to dictate and bring things to kind of um, you know involve them in um, so you know I'll, I'll, I'll try some different things out so I'll maybe try some like copying to see if the the child responds to that so I'll copy what they're doing I'll maybe copy some vocalizations that they're making um, see how they respond I'll maybe see if they, I'll, I'll stop, I'll pause and see if they will, you know, indicate that they would like to continue that activity. If they're, you know, we could be playing hide and seek or peekaboo or we could be like, you know, there's all sorts of things um, that we could be doing um, and just kind of trying to see how, how the child will respond to, to that. And then at the end of the session, you know, feeding back to the parent and, you know, discussing what, what, I, what I found from that sort of assessment, informal assessment, um, you know and making a plan uh, going forward as to how we can support that child um, if it's going to be kind of weekly sessions for maybe like a set block a few months or um, it will vary for for every child um, and then kind of seeing what that what that parent feels they need if, if they want me to work directly with the child or if they want me to do more sort of coaching with them to support them um, because obviously parents are so key in the therapy um, you know their their partners and they know their child best so it's just really about giving them some extra little tools in their toolkit um, and so many parents I meet are doing so much already and um, that they don't even realize you know how much they're doing to support their child's communication they're just doing it naturally so it's kind of highlighting well you're actually already doing this and um, so keep doing it it's brilliant um, but yeah you know one session with me once a week it, it can have a strong impact but what's really important um, and that highlight to the parents is that, you know, they're continuing that, they're trying to find small daily opportunities where they can embed some of the therapy strategies that we use. Do you work with hearing impaired children or deaf children? I don't um, know. I mean, I don't feel that that's my area of expertise. I've not got British Sign Language training, which I mean is really, really important. Um, so some of the children that I work with, for example, who have Down syndrome may have like a mild hearing loss. So I have worked with children with um, some hearing impairment 
but it's not my main clinical expertise. It's mainly autistic children and children with learning and disabilities. Okay, so what would your ideal client look like? So I would love to work with a two-year-old who is either being diagnosed as autistic or is autistic. And the parents have come to me because they are struggling to understand what the child's needs are, what the child's trying to communicate, the child's non-speaking, and they're trying to get their needs across maybe through taking their parent to things or they're maybe um, experiencing quite a lot of distress because they're frustrated because you know their parents not understanding them their parents frustrated because you know it's really really difficult and they want they really want to know what their child's communicating um so you know I really really enjoy working with a child who is you know going through this um because you can see really huge um, improvements and really huge results um, by doing this early interaction therapy and really working at the stage that they're at and really tuning into them and their their communication and almost like tuning into the language that they're speaking because you know we all have our own sort of languages you know our own body languages our own facial expression um, and I've just had lovely lovely feedback from parents at that age and stage that I've worked with who have just had that light bulb moment, like, wow, I've never seen my child respond to somebody like that. Um, so it's really nice to empower the parents and say, well, you can do this too. You know, it's, it is something special I'm doing, but it's also something that everyone else can do and can learn to do. So you work with the kids, but you can also work with the parents. Um, sounds really interesting. Is there anything else that you think people should know if they're thinking about coming, if they're sitting at home with a child who's not communicating and they're thinking about coming to you, is there anything else that you'd like them to know while they consider that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, trust your instinct. If something's telling me you, you need some help, I think, you know, the best thing to do is just reach out. And I, I know myself as like a client and, you know, a customer that, you sometimes feel like you maybe don't want to get in touch with someone because you're like, well, I'm maybe not ready to start a therapy or I'm maybe not in a position to pay for therapy. But still, I think as therapists, we love people to get in touch with us and I often share information with parents, links, or um, refer them on to different programs or other professionals. So, you know, totally just get in touch and just, you know, set that ball rolling because even if I'm not right for you or the therapy's not right for you and your child, you know, there's a chance that I'll know somebody or know something that, you know, might just help you on your journey. Um, and, you know, we've talked about that before. And I know that journey to kind of, you know, you're not always sure of the words, you're not always sure of what support you need, but just starting to ask questions and starting to kind of speak to people in a network. Um, and you really don't know what that's going to open up. It could open up lots of opportunities for you and your child. So if MD listening is ready to make that first step, how do they get in touch with you? Well, I'm on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of kind of funny but informative reels um, and, and posts and content. So it's at Louise Day SLT. And I'm on Facebook, Louise Day Speech and Language Therapy. Um, and you can email me at louisedey at protonmail.com. I don't have a website at the moment, um, but if you check out my social media channels and I'm happy for you to message me through that, 
um, yeah, I would really love to start conversations with parents and um, I've really enjoyed this opportunity, Pauline, to share my information and, um, you know, to, to connect with you as well. Thank you very much for spending the time and, and coming on and sharing what you do. It sounds really interesting and I hope it's given another option to many of the parents out there needing a bit of help. Thank you very much indeed. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk.